It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Rich Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, along with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. Well, it's that time again. Decal is seeking applications for Georgia's pre-K program Teachers of the Year for 2021-2022. Decal will select a winner from a local public school system and a winner from a private child care center. And Commissioner, on today's podcast, we're talking with past honorees to see what they're enjoying now. It's always uh, great to reconnect with them, and um, they've been such... um great supporters of just Georgia pre-K and champions that they, they continue to work with us even after they, uh, their reign is over as pre-K teacher of the year. And it's really um, nice to be back in touch with them today. You know, we've talked about doing a teacher of the year hall of fame, you know, where we put the photos up and, and memories and all of that. Megan, I think is working on that behind the scenes. So we'll see if we can do that, but it is a great group of folks and we really do appreciate them kind of hanging out with us after they're honored uh, in this way. Joining us to talk about uh, applying for Georgia's Pre-K Teachers of the Year is Megan McNeil, Summer Transition and Outreach Manager for Georgia's Pre-K Program. Shani Frazier is a Pre-K teacher at Kids World Learning Center in Statesboro and was our first Pre-K Teacher of the Year for 2016-2017, along with Connie Ellington. Nathan Leatherwood is a pre-K teacher at Calhoun City Pre-K and was Pre-K Teacher of the Year 2017-2018. And for the first time ever, may I introduce to you Dr. Stephanie Westhafer. She is a Pre-K teacher at Georgia's Kids Academy in Houston and was Pre-K Teacher of the Year for 2018-2019. She just got that doctorate, by the way, from Liberty University. So congratulations. Folks, welcome to the podcast. So, Megan, this will be our sixth consecutive year recognizing outstanding pre-K teachers in Georgia, and that's amazing enough uh, to think about that. How did the idea originally come about? Sure. Um, It was something that we had talked about for a couple of years, had met about um, trying to figure out how we might make this happen um, in our state and recognize some of our awesome Georgia's pre-K teachers that we have. Um, So really just took sitting down getting a small committee of folks together. Um, we had some support of the first lady, um, Sandra Deal at the time, um, who really wanted us to get working on this as well. And then we were able to get the financial support um, from Stephanie Blank and the Nasirian Foundation to actually make this happen and get off the ground. So um, it's continued every year. It's a great program. We get great applicants and obviously our winners have been fantastic and we're so excited to have them here today. But yeah, I'm excited that it gets to continue, especially during this pandemic. It's been a strange year and I'm excited that we're getting to do this again for the upcoming school year. I completely agree with uh, continuing uh, the tradition. It's definitely important. So Megan, uh, talk a little bit about how does someone apply for Pre-K Teacher of the Year? What's involved in the selection process? Because I always like to say this is not a popularity contest. Um, and when is the deadline to apply? Sure. So it is available on the DECAL website. So if you go to decal.ga.gov, on the homepage, there is a banner at the top and they scroll. And one of the banners is about the teacher of the year application. So someone would just click on that button 
it would take them to our Teacher of the Year webpage where they can access the application. Um, the application is due on March 17th. Um, so we have, I guess, just about another week um, for people to fill that out and send that in. The application consists of um, filling out the questions, um, answering some specific questions around early childhood education and their role as a teacher in that field. Um, it also includes submitting um, lesson plans and small group templates this year um, so that those will be scored and reviewed as well. All of our applications are scored by outside readers, so we don't have any decal staff involved in that process. So um, some of our teachers sitting here today help review those applications. We always invite our past teachers of the year to help um, read and review. And then we have folks from different community um, organizations that also participate every year. So I've had the same group for a long time, which is great for the consistency um, of them looking and reviewing. So each application is scored twice. Um, and those scores are averaged. And then we look at those finalists from that pool of applicants based on their scores. So we will be announcing the finalists um, typically in the beginning of May. Um, and then we will announce winners um, early next fall. You know, I always feel like we're right on top of the previous pre-K teachers of the year with the applications for the new pre-K teachers of the year. You almost feel a little bad, you know, kind of like you're going, shh. We, we are accepting applications, but you guys are still great. You know, yes. we, we love you. And, <laughs> and it's so good help us you. review the applications for right. the upcoming school year. <laughs> for, for your replacement. How often does that uh, Absolutely. It seems kind of cruel. Well, Shani, uh, you're down in Statesboro at Kids World Learning Center, one of our favorite uh, uh, places in Georgia to, to point folks when it comes to a great example of early childhood education. You were our first pre-K teacher of the year from uh, a private child care program in 2016, 2017. What did the, what did it mean to you? To be one of the first pre-K yeah. teachers of the year back in 2016 really meant a lot to me. It was a huge honor for myself. Um, but then again, just for Georgia pre-K as a whole, um, I get just ex as excited now to see teachers being nominated and selected as I did back in 2016. So That's great. It's just, a, it, I mean, the honor, even though my time has been up, I still, I, I grin and I smile and I think about the memories of those days all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tag onto that. You know, um, Megan kind of walked us through the process. What was the most uh, challenging part of that process for you? Because you were the first. Um, so uh, what do you, what do you so think? The process was not challenging at all. Um, the interview the, or the, the application was quite easy. Um, I did want to make sure that I answered all my questions thoroughly. That was one of my big um, biggest challenges was making sure I answered everything and getting my boss to review and getting a few others to kind of read over and give me some feedback. I do not like interviews. I don't. Interviews make me so nervous so nervous and I don't like to be put on the spot um so the morning of the interview I drove up to Atlanta and I was nervous I probably was sweating bullets I was really nervous but the panel was very friendly very laid back and they helped to put my worries at ease 
That's, that's great to hear. Uh, I'll have to laugh because we talked to our current pre-K teachers of the year and they hated the interview panel. Yeah, <laughs> they said it was scary and intimidating and there were some very somber faces. And they had to do it. They had to do it through Zoom. So I think also they didn't get a real feel for the room. So they, yeah, that was we laughed so hard because that was the one thing they just they dreaded. So it continues to be a theme, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Uh, so Stephanie, you're at Georgia Kids Academy in Houston. Uh, what was it like to be Georgia's pre-K teacher of the year for a private school in 2018-2019? Well, I think the best word would be adventure. Um, it was definitely an adventure. I had some great new experiences, got to meet a lot of new people. Um, some of my favorites were being able to spend some time with administrators at DECAL, um, meeting the legislators, and then of course the governor. That was a big deal. I actually got to spend time with um, Sandra Deal, the um, going out and then also um, Brian Kemp coming in. So that was kind of neat to be in that interchange. Um, but I'll say it really was an opportunity to grow as well, um, to get out of my comfort zone. Um, when I applied, I have to admit, I had no idea I'd be speaking in front of large groups of people. So <laughs> that was something new, um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and really being an advocate for such um, an important part of the education program in Georgia um, was very affirming. Um, and I have to say it was a bit surreal because um, I'm from a small school in a small town and uh, being interviewed by the local paper, that was something I never thought would happen. And then actually had a person come up to me in a restaurant and recognize me from being in the paper. So <laughs> kind of made me feel like a celebrity. I didn't think that would ever happen either. But um, I have to say my, my school family is probably what meant the most to me was just their support. Um, their belief in me, it was so rewarding and affirming to feel so appreciated, but then also humbling on a larger scale to realize that I had the privilege of representing so many remarkable um, pre-K teachers in this state, um, like those that I have at my own school that I respect and admire so much for the work that they do. So when the uh, topic of pre-K teachers of the year comes up on Jeopardy, um, <laughs> and, and you know it will eventually, it, it'll happen. <laughs> You're going to probably get a question about um, the two gentlemen who have been recognized as pre-K teachers of the year. Most recently was Jonathan Hines, who just caught fire across the country and went on the Kelly Clarkson show. He was on the Today Show. He's been on CNN and all this kind of stuff. Amazing gentleman from Barack Obama Elementary School uh, here in Atlanta. He was 2019-2020. But before Jonathan came a gentleman named Nathan Leatherwood from Calhoun, Georgia, 2017, 2018. Uh, and Nathan, you're at Calhoun Elementary School, our first male pre-K teacher to be recognized. What, what did the honor mean for you? Well, it was absolutely a tremendous honor. Um, it, it felt more like a, a, a group effort than an individual award coming from my school, because I believe that so many other teachers I work with could have, could have been in my position. Um, being a male teacher uh, or being a pre-K teacher, I want my students to always know that they can become whatever they want to if they have that potential. And I think being in a field where they don't see, you don't see men as often, uh, I can be an example showing them you can be whatever you want to be. And um, I was so excited when Jonathan won uh, to have a brother join the, uh, the, the group and um, uh, following his it's amazing to see his um, things he's been able to accomplish in his time. And it's just, um, it, it's an amazing 
honor that I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget. Now, Nathan, let me ask you real quick. We've talked to Jonathan before. His story is that he did not intend on being a pre-K teacher. He had applied, I think, for another a higher grade level at his school, got turned down. But they said, well, we have a pre-K opening. He thought, well, I'll take that, you know, at least get my foot in the door. Was that your story or did you set out to be pre-K? My intention was to, to teach high school history. I wanted to be a basketball coach and, and teach in high school. And I was offered an opportunity to work in an after-school program. And the only position to open in the school system at the time was in pre-K. And this was the second, I think, second or third year that pre-K existed. And that totally changed my career path. Mm -hmm. I took the job so I'd have a foot in the school system. And it didn't take long to see that this was where I was supposed to be. And it's been many years since then, and I've just felt at home since then after all these years. That's a great, that's a great story. I don't think I knew that. Um, so that's a good add to your story as pre-K teacher of the year. So Stephanie, Nathan, I want to hear from um, each of you about this. What was, was there a highlight in your year uh, serving as Georgia's pre-K teacher of the year? Stephanie, we can start with you. Okay. Well, wow. That's tough. Just one highlight, huh? I felt like the whole thing was <laughs> a highlight. You want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely have to say um, the most entertaining experience was the um, children's Christmas parade in Atlanta. Um, I got to meet Becky for the first time, who was um, representing public um, pre-K. And uh, it was freezing and pouring down rain. <laughs> and we were riding in a convertible. But yet none of that mattered because it was just awesome to be walking down the streets and, and riding in this car. And people were cheering for you and saying your name and saying how much they appreciated you. Um, we just had so many laughs. And honestly, it's just like being in the classroom every day. You kind of just roll with it. And uh, we just had the best attitudes that day. It truly was like a memory that, that I cherish. And we still laugh about it today. Every time it rains, I just think back to, well, you were soaking wet on television. Your one opportunity to be on TV and you were soaking wet. So, um, but I will say the most memorable experience for me was um, touring the governor's mansion with Sandra Deal. Um, she's just an amazing woman and such a, a great advocate for early childhood education. It was really neat to spend the day with her. Yeah, that is quite a treat. And you were such a trooper to hang out in the rain for the break. <laughs> um, Nathan, what about you? What was one highlight or however many highlights from uh, your pre-K teacher of the year? Well, our, our year was filled with, with many highlights. Uh, Jody McNamara, who won from the private side. And I, we, we liked to kid the other winners that we had the best year because it was the 25th birthday of pre-K. Oh, yeah. And there were many extra events, I think, that we were able to go to because of, of it being that special year. Um, the overall highlight, I guess, that runs through the year are the people that we got to meet, especially you guys at DECAL and the people behind the scenes, seeing so many people committed to creating a quality program for our state. And if, if I have to highlight one event that, that probably meant the most to me was getting to spend the day with Jay Boyd, who's our consultant and being the consultant of the day. And that was just a very memorable eye-opening experience getting to see what it was like in private classrooms when I'm in my public classroom all the time without that opportunity. And that was the one experience that I wish every pre-K teacher could get to experience to get to see things behind the scenes. And it gives you a better perspective on how our program is designed and why it works so well. 
Jay's going to love to hear that, by the way, and she listens all the time. So good shout out uh, to her as your consultant. Um, Shani, let me ask you this. How do the kids respond when they find out that you're the pre-K teacher of the year? What was, uh, what was their response? They were just as surprised as I was, <laughs> just as amazed. I mean, that when the, the news crew came out and the the newspaper and the local news from Savannah and cameras and people everywhere. They were just as excited, just as excited as I was and amazed by the whole opportunity. Um, I think we talked about it every day for weeks <laughs> to come. And, and Miss Shannon, your mom came and this person <laughs> came and, you know, it was just, I don't know. It was the talk of the classroom for days to come. Love it. That is, that's great. And um, I don't know, the morning that we were going to announce Shani was a very, very, very foggy morning, um, which posed some challenges for some folks to get there, like our commissioner and our, um, the first lady. So we had to, they were running a little behind and Shani didn't know and they were trying to keep her in her room. And it was, it was very cute and fun and it worked out great. But um, I'll never forget that morning with the crazy fog trying to get to Statesboro. So, oh yeah, that was. That Shani was thought fun. we were holding her hostage. She <laughs> yeah. had no idea that there was an honor being the uh, right. She had to know okay. what is about to happen. I'm sure there was buzz <laughs> around the center, but yeah, everybody was trying to make sure you were surprised. And I think, yeah, that was that was a fun time in the fog. I forgot about that, Megan. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> good memories. Good memories. Oh goodness. Um, yeah, since we were doing two visits in different parts of the state, um, we did fly down there, which we usually don't do. That was that was fun. Um, I drove with Callie. Callie was right. in my car, so it was me and Callie because right. I had to bring Callie's costume. So it was like I had a little friend driving to Statesboro that morning. No, no, no. There's, there's no costume. You were driving Callie. Driving that's right. Callie. I was driving Callie. Sorry. <laughs> and she had her head on. So I was <laughs> just kidding. Uh, well, we all know that you guys are dealing with COVID-19 in your classroom. So interested to hear. Um, and we can start with you, Shani. How are your classes handling COVID-19? How's all that going? Okay, we are handling handling COVID pretty well. Um, I'm happy to say that our center has been open um, since the pandemic started with no closures. So um, we're doing extra things to help keep everyone safe. Uh, for example, all staff and students three and up are masked all day. So we wear our mask and I'm, of course I'm out of the classroom now, so I don't have mine on, but we're wearing our mask all day. Um, temps are checked upon arrival and that's for all staff and all students. Um, right now, parents and outside people are not allowed in our buildings. And um, that's just the best way to keep everybody safe um, for now. Um, also, we clean and deep sanitize frequently just to keep down on germs. I know we can't get rid of everything, but we do our best to keep the environment safe and clean for the students and teachers as well. And these things uh, we will continue to do until it's deemed safe to return, return to a normal, a sense of normalcy. Right. What about you, Stephanie? What's it look like in your classrooms with, with COVID? Um, 
Well, definitely in agreement with a lot of what Shani said, we're, we're doing some of those um, same things. And despite the challenges, I would say, um, you know, like her, just trying to make it the best year possible for our students and parents and um, definitely had to get creative um, with our, but our students and families have been so flexible and supportive. Um, some of the processes we've done besides, you know, sanitizing and temp checks and masks and stuff is uh, putting students in learning cohorts and um, using supply boxes. And we've actually found that a lot of these processes would be especially helpful at the beginning of our school year. Um, and they've allowed our students to assume a lot more responsibility and develop some self-management skills. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite things about this age group is that they, they love learning. Um, they really kind of just go with the flow and they rise to a challenge. And um, they just have the best attitude, honestly, sometimes better than adults. You know, they just kind of give, they take what we give them and they do the best with it. And um, I've noticed that it's really, as a, as a pre-K team, prompted us to be way more intentional and purposeful with what we do and how we do it. And uh, one of the things I think I'll highlight for our class is that um, to keep that engagement, because like Shani said, we can't have those outside visitors come in. We created a class Facebook page and take daily pictures that we post of all the activities that we're doing. And I, I took that from our social media day we did as teacher of the year. And our students beg us to take pictures. It's like they show my mommy this, show my daddy this, look what we're doing in class. And, uh, you know, something that stuck with me is I had parents at the beginning of the year say, you know, I never realized you guys did this much in pre-K. So I think it's kind of helped highlight um, really what pre-K is, that we can integrate that play in those purposeful learning opportunities. It's still fun, but the kids are really learning so much and it's such a foundational year. Kind of waiting for the first book to come out and there'll be <laughs> multiple books and that is you know teaching pre-k during COVID-19 you know or <laughs> pandemic preschool or I don't know you know there'll be some <laughs> some big book it'll be made into a movie and uh, that'll be the positive side of what we've gone through for the past year. <laughs> we know here at DECAL we, we talk a lot about the importance of pre-k preparing children for kindergarten and beyond and um Nathan, from your perspective, what's the most important thing uh, your children learn in pre-K? Well, I believe um, the most important thing that we offer in Georgia pre-K is the opportunity for students to grow socially and emotionally. And our kids come in and even though they're little, they a lot of them are coming in as their first time being away from home. Uh, some have been in daycares before and you really get a, a wide mix of, of coming in at the beginning. Um, the most important thing they learn is how to go to school and how to to be around people who are not in their family, uh, how to be in large groups um, with each other. And it I, before I taught pre-K, I was a kindergarten teacher for six years. And you could definitely see which students had been in a pre-K program and had developed those social skills uh, before coming to kindergarten. And I think that's just a very valuable part of what we offer for our students. Well, you know, the corporate world calls it onboarding or orientation. <laughs> really, really pre-K is orientation. You're onboarding for life, for education. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that, Nathan, because I feel like um, sometimes, I don't know that we, but others take it for granted that kids just know what to do when they walk into a, you know, a, a more structured classroom like a Georgia pre-K. Um, but you're right. I mean, they, they have to learn that. Um, and that's a huge takeaway from Georgia Pre-K that I think sometimes uh, policymakers take for granted how important that part of it is. It's, it's not always academic, which is important, but that social, emotional, and just learning how to 
be around other kids and teachers, um, especially if you haven't had that experience before, is a huge part of pre-K. Uh, so Stephanie and Shani, coming back to the two of you, um, would love to hear what were your takeaways from serving as Georgia's Pre-K Teacher of the Year? And Stephanie, I'll start with you this time. Okay. Um, well, I think for me, probably the biggest takeaway was the realization of the depth and breadth of the Georgia pre-K program, because um, especially being in a small private school, you can feel kind of secluded and pre-K is just a different beast because it's not like being in, in one school. We're just kind of all over the place, all over the state. And you don't really think that people that are in other places are kind of dealing with the same stuff that you're dealing with, um, the same challenges, but also the same rewards. Um, and not only in classrooms, but also on a larger scale of what people are doing at DECAL and in legislation to help and support the program. Um, and really just realizing what type of impact, like you guys were talking about, that pre-K really has not only on kindergarten, but going forward as kids continue through the K through 12 um, learning program and how many people are actually working towards making that such a success. And um, for me, I think it was recognizing that I was part of that. I was part of something so significant, not, not as teacher of the year, but just as a pre-K teacher. And so all of those teachers are such contributors to, to the success, not only of the program, but of the students as well. And like I said, we're all facing similar challenges and working towards the same goals. And it's, it's just kind of cool to be a part of a, a team that's, that's working towards something so important. What about you, Shani? I agree with a lot of a lot of what Stephanie said, but my biggest takeaway was that pre-K really does matter. Um, I, we see and hear about teacher of the you know teachers of the year all the time, but for us to start this with pre-K is a big it's a biggie it's a biggie. Um, pre-K is amazing. I can't teach chemistry. I cannot teach trig. Math, math is not my thing, but I can handle pre-K and I can do a good job at that. So just establishing this program to spotlight pre-K teachers is a big deal. And like I said before, it's just amazing. And I hope that we can continue for years to come. Yeah, me too. Um, so the deadline's coming up on March 17th and uh, that's just around the corner. Nathan, what's your advice to pre-K teachers who might be listening, contemplating, applying? I know there's there's probably some hesitancy on the part of some people. It's just in their personality to not necessarily put themselves out there. But what's your advice? Well, I, I was one of the people who is naturally hesitant to, hesitant to apply for things like this. And so I would like to share the encouragement that my fellow staff members gave me when it was time to apply uh, back in the day. Um, and because I wouldn't have applied w without without that encouragement. Um, but I would just ask the teachers to think about this past year, and it would be an understatement to say it's a challenge. It's been a very challenging year. But social media can be a blessing in that you get to see all the wonderful things that people are doing across the state. There's amazing things happening in our most difficult time. And I would just ask the teachers to really think about the wonderful things that you're doing and there's nothing wrong with sharing that. And this is definitely a way by applying to become teacher of the year that you can share what you've done and be an encouragement to others. Mm -hmm. Raj, I was gonna say that um, overwhelmingly out of all the finalists, I think you know, probably 90% of them have said to me, this isn't something I ever thought like I should do or could do. And they were encouraged by their project director or their site director or fellow teachers 
to apply. Um, so I think you don't always think you're as good as you are. And so it, we do want to encourage teachers to apply. And if there's project directors listening right now, go ahead and encourage your teachers to apply that you know are good, have done a great job in pre-K and would be a good advocate for the program. Right, absolutely. Uh, so the application for Pre-K Teacher of the Year available on our DECAL website on the homepage at decal.ga.gov. Megan, we're looking for completed applications uh, to be postmarked or hand-delivered before 5 p.m. on March 17th, 2021. And you're planning on announcing the finalists uh, pretty soon. Yes, and actually we are not having them hand-delivered or postmarked because they're being emailed this year. Due to the pandemic, we're not in the office. And so um, it is the email addresses on the application, but it's pre-k-t-o-t-y at decal.ga.gov would be the email box to email those two. So yes, five o'clock on March 17th. And our finalists will be announced uh, in May? Yes, uh, two names, early May. Uh, Okay. And then we have the two winners announced in early fall, just in time for pre-K week. Yes. So that's great. Uh, Megan is your contact for more information, Summer Transition Program and Outreach Coordinator at Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N dot McNail, M-C-N-A-I-L at decal.ga.gov. Or you can call her at 770-357-4900. 11. We also want to give a shout out to all of our pre-K teachers of the year for 2020-2021, Alderean Healy and Heather Melillo. Yes, we still love you, Alderean and Heather, <laughs> even though we're out looking for your replacements right now. Uh, before that, Jonathan Hines and Heather Williams. You remember Becky, Thomas Hayden, and Stephanie Westhaver. What a great team. They were right from the start. Uh, in that Christmas parade. I <laughs> still remember that. And I thought they're, they're never coming back. Uh, that's it. <laughs> they're driving away Thank from you. that parade, put them on TV, soaking wet, and they're gone. And look they, at that. It was their highlight of the I year. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, how, how would you ever dream that? Nathan Leatherwood and Jody McNamara. I just smile when I think of these names because we still see them and, and they're such great folks. And then, of course, Connie Ellington, and Shani Frazier, our very first pre-K teachers of the year, 2016, 2017. And what, you know, they set the bar high because they jumped right in with a brand new concept. And uh, it just seems like each year, um, you know, they just continue that tradition. And um, so we're so proud to offer pre-K teachers of the year and looking forward to seeing who the nominations are, the the applications are for, uh, for this year. All right. Well, um, we are out of time, but so great to be back with everybody. Shani, Stephanie, Nathan, Megan, thanks so much for being with us. And uh, we look forward to announcing the new Pre-K Teachers of the Year soon. Thanks, Raj. Thank you. Now, this decal download vaccine update. By now, you've heard that effective March 8th, all pre-K teachers, child care teachers, and child care staff in programs with a license or exemption from decal are eligible for COVID-19 vaccines. And Commissioner, what should people be doing at this point? Uh, Right now, everyone should be registering to get their appointment to get their first vaccine. Uh, There are lots of different ways to do that in our state. Uh, There are several mass vaccination sites uh, where you can register for those. You can go to your local health department 
And there are many different pharmacies around the state um, that are also offering the vaccine. And so um, we encourage you, all that information is on our website, um, to choose one of those locations and go ahead and register. I know some folks have already been vaccinated, so um, that's great news as well. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of folks uh, posting their pictures on social media, kind of like uh, when they vote and uh, got their vaccination. They got a sticker uh, and it, uh, it looks great. So there are four mass vaccination sites as of now, but on March 17th, that will grow to nine. Right. So the governor announced that they are adding uh, five additional um, mass vaccination sites uh, throughout our state. So there should be ample places to go, um, a pretty wide selection. So you can get the first appointment that's available and go ahead and get that first shot because, you know, two of the vaccines do require um, two doses. And then I believe there's one that only requires one dose. So um, there should be ample places for you to find and hopefully an appointment won't be too hard to come by. And we're talking about the mass vaccination sites. But in addition to that, you've got your local health department uh, offering the uh, vaccines. And then we've got some grocery stores and pharmacies uh, that are doing it also. So you can uh, go online in a lot of cases on their websites and register to, uh, to go in. And I think that's just to kind of keep the, the uh, flow going and uh, people not backing up when they, when they get there. They have a set time to come in and get the vaccine. Do they need to bring any proof of occupation or employment, anything like that? No, we've been told um, by the Department of Public Health that that is not necessary. Of course, when they register for the vaccine, they will attest that they are in that group of um, child care and pre-K teachers. But um, we've been told you do not need to provide proof of occupation. Um, you may be asked for your you know, government-issued identification, and you may be asked for your insurance card. Um, we're told that they will bill um, your insurance in some cases, but you should not have to spend any money out of pocket for that. Um, so just be aware that they may ask for those two things. Okay. Um, you know, as always, the, the Georgia child care community was so supportive of uh, the vaccines. And once they heard about them being available uh, to child care and pre-K teachers and staff, um, they got behind uh, our agency in helping us produce a uh, public service announcement to encourage others to, to register and uh, get the vaccine. Uh, this is actually a video. We're going to play you the audio uh, so you can listen and uh, hear child care providers encouraging each other to get the shot. To all of those in Georgia pre-K and in child care, we are now eligible to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Teachers and staff of licensed and exempt child care facilities, as well as teachers in Georgia's pre-K program, will be eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. We're so excited and proud that the state of Georgia is offering the vaccine. As a daycare teacher, I think this is the best way to protect our kids. I'm looking forward to getting the vaccine because it means that I will be able to keep my family safe, my students' families, and my co-workers safe as well. Let's do everything in our power to keep our kids safe. Go for it. Go for the vaccine. For more information, visit www.myvaccinesgeorgia.com. I'm registered. Have you? And Commissioner, we want to thank uh, everyone involved in that. Let me run down the list. Wanda Pollard at Somerville, Montessori. Brett Copeland, one of our quality-rated peer support network ambassadors. Laura Thompson at Bells Ferry Learning Center. The uh, gang at Kids World Learning Center. They were great. Uh, Genevieve Sims at Discovery Point 3. Carrie Laster and Marilyn Nelson from Bemis Academy. 
and Lillian Tan from Discovery Point in Swanee. Everybody's kind of fired up. There, there's like a, a pep rally atmosphere out there among uh, the team. <laughs> the excitement uh, is fun to watch, and we appreciate them doing that for us. So bottom line, get the vaccine as soon as possible. Governor Kemp and uh, President Biden have both uh, challenged all of us to have uh, all teachers receive their first vaccine before the end of March. So make a plan, get vaccinated as soon as possible. And I know you're encouraging folks to go to myvaccinegeorgia.com. That is one of the ways you can uh, you can make a, an appointment at myvaccinegeorgia.com. Um, it's, that's what signs you up for the mass vaccination sites. But also check the Department of Public Health's website to link you to your local health departments and then those pharmacies that are also offering the vaccines. Great. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, my name is David. I work in the legal division. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, what are the plans for the $1,000 bonuses for state employees, specifically here at DECAL? Thank you. Well, hey, David. Uh, yes, so I guess you've heard. So um, all state employees who make less than $80,000 will be receiving a $1,000 bonus in recognition of all their hard work, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, that $1,000 will be in the March 31st paycheck. So um, not much longer to wait on that. And we are so thankful that the governor and the legislature uh, appropriated those dollars so we could do that for our decal employees. And it's time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize. And the decal download quiz will draw one name from all the correct answers received. Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. Name one of the schools represented today by our previous Georgia's Pre-K Program Teachers of the Year. Name one of the schools represented today by our previous Georgia's Pre-K Program Teachers of the Year. Answer it correctly. We'll put all the correct answers together, draw out one name, and give you a nice prize. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Downloads. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.